What are we going to get today? What are we getting today? Let's make some podcast gold, shall we? <laughs> podcast gold. There we are. Well, welcome everyone to the latest episode of Delphot Macintosh Theatre's podcast series. It's a behind-the-scenes look at what's going on in our theatres. I'm Billy Differ, and in this episode, we're speaking to Stevie Doc and Tobias Tarley, the winners of ITV series Mamma Mia, I Have a Dream, and are about to play the lead roles of Sophie and Skye in the West End production of Mamma Mia, the musical version. You make your West End debut on January the 29th, currently in rehearsal, well, I did manage to catch up with you, and no pressure at all, but you've found the time to do this, and it's really fantastic. So, hello, Stevie. Hello, Tobias. Hi, Kelly. <laughs> now, I'll come to you first, Stevie. What a journey. Tell us first, what made you enter the competition, and what were you up to at the time? I had seen it as an advert on, I think, Facebook. And I ignored it at first because I thought I, I thought they were looking for somebody that hadn't trained. And then my cousin sent me it and said, you have to apply for this. Then I went into ArtsAid and a girl in my year had applied for it. And she'd already started auditioning for it. And I was like, oh, so we can actually do this. I then sent off my self-tape and then that's it. <laughs> the rest, as they say, is history. Now, yeah. ArtsAid, just so that everyone's aware, is where you've been studying. Yeah, there's a drama school that I trained at for the past three years. <laughs> well, what could I say for that? It's a good start for after three years of training. Okay, yeah. same question to you, Tobias. Where, where were you and what were you doing at the time? For me, I had recently finished Heathers in London. I was in that moment where you're not really working, you don't really see anything on the horizon. My agent uh, messaged it to me actually and went, this has come through, they've asked if we have any people we can submit for this. And I thought, at first I was a bit wary because I thought so many people are going to apply for this, like why would it be me? But I thought, you know what, you don't win the raffle without buying a ticket. So I entered, I had to send a video of me like to the camera going, my name's Tobias, my hobbies are this, I love doing this, this is a bit about me. So that was just awful to film. I was like, what can I say about myself? But yeah, they already got into the self-tapes and the numerous auditions, but yeah. Yeah, well, we'll talk a bit more about that, but I, I like what you're saying about you you, you won't win unless you buy a raffle ticket. Yeah. It, it was it was slightly more than that. I mean, I'm all for you being self-effacing, but you, you did win after eight weeks competing in the series with a live finale taking place at the Novello Theatre in London. And that was last December. The, the winners were chosen by a public vote following the 75-minute live TV event. As this is a podcast and we're doing a bit behind the scenes, how was it working with that Zoe Ball? Was she a bit tricky? She is the best person ever. She is so lovely. I'm obsessed with her. I love her so much. Yeah. She was such a, like, calming sort of maternal figure around us all. But just a really, yeah, she had such a nice dynamic with everyone. And I think as well, we felt comfortable with her from the very first day we met her. Like the very first time we met, she came in, she knew everyone's names. Yeah. She knew little snippets of information about everyone. Like she would go up to someone and go, oh, you're Zakiel, this, this, this. And oh, you're Tobias and this, and this. 
And it was just those little things like you, she clearly put in the effort yeah. to get to know who we were. And that was just the loveliest thing. So from then on, everyone was just like, she is the loveliest person to work with. She certainly did a great job. It came over on the telly. I, I was only teasing. I knew you would. I knew you would say. <laughs> <laughs> but was it eight weeks in Greece during that time? You had to work through all those different stages and with different people because I actually came into the theatre on the afternoon of the the final for the rehearsal and. It was funny to see the other people there because I'd only ever seen them on the telly as I'd only seen you on the telly. And I thought it must be really weird for them being here in this situation and knowing that they've been, because it was down to four at that point, it was you and two others. And I thought, oh God, I feel for them because they're all bubbly and put on a great face, but there must ultimately, obviously a, a disappointment that, you know, they weren't up on the stage at that moment. Did you have to have any interaction there? I think maybe there was a bit of those feelings, like you say, but I also think that everyone was so proud of themselves to be on the show in the first place, yeah. but then also that there's so much has come from this show already for the other 12. Obviously, like Zakiel's going to Back to the Future, Desmondas in Aladdin. Like, there's so many things coming for each of those people. Like, I think that kind of trumps any kind of sadness there about not being in the final or anything like that. Yeah, I also think we were all in quite a good mindset, I think, on the final, where we'd all appreciated how far we'd gotten. And we'd said, like, we could have been eliminated at any week. And we didn't, we've got to this point. So whatever happens now, that was made to happen because we didn't go home before then. We went, we got here, we're all in the final. We're meant to be here and one of us is going to win. But I, I hadn't really kind of taken that on board when I was d d asking that. And I, I, it wasn't to live for the badness in it. Please don't think that. No. But, but actually the positives that have come out of it for everyone. So actually be involved at all is a great thing. Yeah, and I think everyone thought that from the beginning like for me speaking personally I was like how am I here mm -hmm. this is crazy to me so it was first of all a very surreal a, yeah surreal but also I I kind of said to myself I was like you've done pretty good to get here you should be proud of yourself because I think it's quite hard to feel that way in our industry sometimes so yeah I was very proud of myself to even get here yeah. and then it kind of all just spirals from that I mean, obviously, but with it being a, a television show, it's very different from the theatre, and we'll come on to the theatre in a minute, but just to kind of remain in TV world, it must have been pretty nerve-wracking at times. There must have been bits that you thought, oh, my God, how am I going to get through this? I mean, how did you manage your feelings with that? I'll ask you, Stevie, and then I'll ask Tobias. Um, what was your most nerve-wracking moment? Can you remember it specifically? Or? Yeah, I can. You're thinking of not sharing it. Come on, share it. Share it's it with a trust ball, baby. It was our very first solo performance. And what you don't see on the TV is that, yes, it's Greece, but it was me. It was nighttime. I think at this point it was probably close to like 12 o'clock, maybe past 12 o'clock by the time that I had started signing. So it's like nighttime increase in May, which is cold. So I was freezing cold. I'm in like a little strappy top. And I, my teeth were like chittering. Like I was freezing cold. Plus you're nervous. Plus it's the first time that everyone's heard you sing by yourself. I knew that this, I wasn't the most comfortable with the song anyway. 
I was getting really nervous and yeah, I was freezing. And I was standing at the side, honestly, and all I think of, the, the two songs before me, I sat there going, just think about your breath, just think about like, just breathe, just breathe. And honestly, I sat, that must have been about 20 minutes of me just breathing. <laughs> just thinking about how I was It was the quietest it ever was. Why has anyone had ever heard me? I just watched it talking and I talked. Um, so I was just going, just breathe, just breathe. It's fine. Honestly, I got on the stage, I stood there and I looked to one of the dancers who was behind me. And I honestly, at that point, I just went, oh my gosh, I can't, like my breath is so high. And I've been focusing on it for so long. And yeah, I just, the, the song started and I just wasn't in the right headspace to sing at all. And that was horrible because you start a song and you know that it's you're already not where you want to be. So that wasn't a nice experience. But they always say you are your own harshest critic. Yeah, 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 of course. The things that we'd worked on so so much as well, there were the bits that went wrong, though, which was, that's frustrating when it's like, oh, I worked on that and it didn't go the way I wanted it to. But then, bless, I forgot it happened. I was watching the show back and Martin Lowe was at the side and when I finished, he'd like putting his thumbs up to me. I can't remember what he said. I think he said like, it was okay, it's okay or something like that. And I don't remember that happening, but it was just that, honestly, that was, yeah, that was really nice to watch and go, oh, actually, the creatives in that in the show really wanted you to do well. So that was nice. <laughs> oh, good. Tobias, what was your version of that? What is weird? I think for me, the scariest bit was probably the trio when we all performed first in front of everyone. Only because I think for me, it's I have to do the first one and then I'll kind of settle a little bit. Although I was quite nervous the other weeks. But also, like one of my lines got changed at the very end of the song and they wanted me to opt up and just make it slightly different. I wasn't fully ready with that because it got changed about a half an hour before performance. So I was trying to wrap my head around that. Those are a few little things, but it was definitely the trio or when I sang Pointless, just because it's a very raw and emotional song and I wanted to make sure I did it right. Hopefully I did, but I was very nervous. There was lots of times when there was real emotion. You could sense that. I mean, you were taking on such an incredible thing to get through with, and also in front of those judges. I practice my songs so many times and there's so much you can give in a rehearsal room or when you're singing it through in your kitchen. But when you get up there and you do the dress rehearsal on the stage, something changes. Mm -hmm. And then I remember one of the music execs, Will, spoke to me and he said, just act the hell out of it. Just before I went on. And you kind of get up there and you, like you say, you see the judges and you see Judy and you're like, I need to do really well here because this is a massive thing. Like if I don't sing as well as I can, I could be leaving. And so something in that pressure just changes yeah. what you do. And I sang that song like I'd never sang it, and I, as I, like I would never sing it again. Mm -hmm. It was a very weird change. There was also the thing of nobody went home the week before and we expected that, and then no one did. So I think mm -hmm. for the first time singing your solo song and knowing, okay, someone is definitely going home now, and this is your only chance to really show them that you can sing and perform. I think that was the added pressure of, okay, someone is, like, there's no if, buts, or maybes here, someone is leaving. Yeah. Um, and the whole thing about, as well, you're very aware, or at least I was, of when it's live theater, it's done, you move on, you go on to the next thing. When it's on a television program, people can go back and rewatch that. So I tell you what, I was the complete opposite. Really? <laughs> I completely forgot the cameras were there. 
which I think worked in my favor somehow. I don't know how I did it, but I think maybe I was so nervous about who was in front of me. I kind of forgot about the cameras poking my face. But Yeah, I think as the show went on, and then I think after Trustful, I probably yeah. agree with that. But Trustful, no, I was very, I was aware of every single person who watched But you say that, that your training helped in terms of that, because you mentioned earlier, Stevie, about the breathing. Were there hints and tips that you felt you had that were helpful in, in controlling your nerves? Yeah, I think so. I do think if I hadn't trained, I would not, I don't think any of the songs would have come out the way I wanted I to. Sometimes you fall back in moments like that to just technique that's ingrained yeah. in you, isn't it? Yeah. But the, at the same time, there is only so far that I think technique can take you. If you're nervous, you're nervous and your body's going to react in ways that until you're in that situation, you can't really predict what's going to happen. And when your nerves are getting the best of you and yeah, your breathing starts going. I mean, there was the, the, the there was the moment where you clearly you were emotional when you your rendition of "Thank You for the Music." I mean, what was going on in your mind at that point? That it was done. That <laughs> <laughs> that I had actually gotten to the end of it and gone, okay, my journey is essentially over now. I had my journey on that TV show for one. The other thing was also just. Obviously, they, they played our, our VTs straight before it and they played the whole, like, why I was singing the song and, like, obviously, my mum had a big part in why I do musical theatre. Just realising that my family were in and no, and everything just sort of, you, you have to block it all out while you're performing because in that moment, I'm not Stevie singing a song, I'm, I'm a character singing a song. So you, you have to go into that world. But the second that, that the song stopped, it all sort of hit me at one, at, like, the same time. And yeah, I think looking up and seeing my family's faces and even like the dancers around me, like before it, they were crying. <laughs> <laughs> Tobias, what made you choose a lesser known ABBA song for your final performance? For me, I some of my favourite songs to sing are the slower, more emotional ones, like Pointless or I've Been Waiting For You. I think the song I chose is that. It fits that and you can tell a story in it and you can find some emotional value in it. But also I think, although it's not sung by a character in the musical, I think it fits for Sky. You know, I think the words he's saying fit very nicely and appropriately to Sophie. So that's kind of why I, I went for it also. It's just a beautiful song. Now, how did you both feel though when you got the standing ovation for your rendition of all that jazz? How did, did that? Yeah. It seems like forever ago now. That was the sort of the, the moment that that was sort of waiting for, I think, in the show because it got to a point where we knew everyone was great. We knew every single person there was capable of going and doing a West End show, was capable of going and playing Tokyo Sky. And I think there had been a few standing ovations before that point. Toby had already had one point. <laughs> I had not. And I think it was sort of like, at that point, I was like, if we want to stay in this competition, it was like a sort of... Another way of the judges being like, you are good and you are that good that we are going to stand on our feet to say that you are actually good at what you do. And it's just, it's the biggest form of a compliment for people that perform. I think it's, you don't have to say it and then you've stood on your feet. I know I know how you feel about that performance. Yeah, it's it's a very surreal feeling. Yeah. Because, you know, we look up to the, all four of those judges for different reasons. Yeah. And so the fact that they've, you know, they're there in front of you and they're standing up and that's just a bit crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. We must have done an all right job. Okay, so that's been the TV journey. It's got to where you are. On the 29th of January, you actually take the stage 
for your first performance, for your debut in the show. And the rehearsals are going well? Very well. Yeah, we had a couple of days off the final. Then we had a bit of time off over Christmas. And today was our first day. And we've got about three weeks to learn the show, know the show, and then get chucked in at the deep end. Yeah. <laughs> I love that nervous laughing. Very nervous laughing. <laughs> You're going to be great. You're yeah, going to be fantastic, both of you. You mentioned, Stevie, about family. Family's obviously been supportive and important to you, I'm sure to you both, just in terms of getting you into this world. You mentioned your mum was quite important earlier. Yeah. Did she push you to do it or did you? No, so what happened was I came into performing quite late, I would say. I think I was maybe, when I started actually taking it seriously, I think I was maybe 17. And so I... The bias just exclaimed there, really, 17? When I was younger, we karaoke was a big thing in our house. We had a lot of karaoke parties. They would start on the Friday. They wouldn't end until the Monday. And I had skill on the Monday, obviously. And they would still be going on on the Sunday night. And I obviously would want to be downstairs singing with my Vanessa Black family. That wasn't loud. I had to be fed. I taped it. I'm like, yeah. I should imagine you walking into school as like I had to go to primary on like a Monday morning, like sorry. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, so I karaoke's a big thing. He used to sing You weren't allowed in my mum's car unless you sung in my mum's car. My friends hated it and loved it at the same time because the music would be on and you honestly my mum would be like, Why are you not singing? So I grew up performing in the house, performing as an my mum would sing when she was doing the dishes, when she was in the car, when she was cooking dinner, like no matter what, she was singing and there was music on in our house. So yes, I was performing at a young age, but very much for fun. It was all for fun. Yeah, then I eventually got into high school and did a school show and I ended up with the lead role of Scaramouche and We Were Rock You, which was crazy because I'd never done a musical before in my life. And then, yeah, my school, a part of the Dance School of Scotland, there's like, it's attached to it. So yeah, then one of the guys from that came and watched it in, in my year and he was like, you need to audition for this. You need to audition to come, come and join the dance school. Now, Tobias, what about you? What, has your family been in any of the struggles? Yeah, definitely. I grew up with... You know, my parents go into rehearsals for plays or operettas or musicals, or whatever. And so I did it my whole life. And also my mom and dad direct stuff as well. So I've done a few shows that my parents directed. But like you actually, I didn't decide that I wanted to do, you know, kind of acting as a career until very late. It was either that or sports for me. And it was, I think I only decided late 16, going 17 as well. Put a song there, no, dude, that's another musical. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a tough choice. I think I really enjoyed my sports, but I did a show. I did Barnum when I was 16 and I played Barnum and that was kind of the first time where I was in a show that was pretty good for that kind of level. Also, I, I actually really enjoyed, it was a big part of so getting into the part, just doing the research, knowing who the character is, all that kind of stuff. And then also, like, it got received very well in Somerset. <laughs> but so that was kind of the first time I thought, actually, this whole process and is something I really enjoy. And did you do the high wire walk for Barnum? I did, yeah. I 
I juggled, I did the high wire, I did the little magic tricks he does during the colors of my life. I tell you what, I learned the whole shebang. I can still do it now. I can still juggle. I probably, probably could make time all now, but I can still juggle. Meanwhile, back at Mamma Mia, what's your good? Yeah, we'll bring it, we'll bring, we'll bring a tight wire across the end of Boulay Boot. Yeah. <laughs> There's, yeah, the energy levels for, if you had to tell, if you explain to people why you come and see the show, what would your, as the Americans say, your elevator speech be? You've got a short time to say, why come and see Mamma Mia? Stevie, go. It's such a fun show, and if you just want a bit of a laugh, bit of fun, you don't want to take yourself too seriously, you just want to go watch something that's going to be lighthearted, you know the songs, then yeah, I would come watch more on you. That's good. Thank you. Oh, right. Well, you're on now, so it's your... <laughs> it's just a joyous show. The music is timeless. You can't help but sit for two hours and have a good time, and it's just a fun and brilliant show. Now, I've got one final question for both of you. What does live theatre mean to you, Stevie? Whoa, that's a really good question. What, do you mean the rest were awful? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's not something that I don't think anyone's asked me before. I don't actually know how to ask that. I feel like, well, like I said, performing for me in the sense that I've, it didn't come from... My family were not performers at all. None of them have ever done anything to do with music theater or theater or anything like that. The singing that I come from is karaoke. And I think, yeah, getting to actually perform two people on a stage, it's like, it's what we, we Stevie would have always dreamed of, but never knew, I suppose. That's lovely, Tobias. That's good. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I think it's very hard to describe live theatre or like the feeling you get when doing live theatre. It's, it's one of those feelings you don't really get elsewhere, especially performing it and even just witnessing it, witnessing a great piece of live theatre. It's, it's just an incredible feeling. It's very inspiring. It just evokes something in you. It's very hard to maybe put a finger on what that is, but I think that feeling is maybe why we all do it. The feeling of standing there at the end of a show with the crowd just applauding, hopefully applauding. That's just a feeling you can't really encapsulate and you can't regenerate anywhere else. So it's a great feeling. True. I look forward to seeing you both on the stage. And it remains me to say, Stevie Doc and Tobias Turley, I wish you every success. And thank you for uh, joining us on the DMT podcast. Thank you to you for listening. And don't forget to look out for the next DMT podcast, which features Sheridan Smith about the forthcoming production of Opening Night. And of course, tickets for all our shows, including Mamma Mia, are at delfontmackintosh.co.uk. So thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.